Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Sunday Morning Alive right here on our website. I'd like to thank all of our internet congregation today. Amen. We're not competing. We're not comparing with, with churches and, and, and other outreach ministries. We're just doing what we can do to bring a message that has come over 46 years of ministry and counting. Uh, studying the Word of God, seeking the face of God, uh, seeking to speak as an oracle of God today, amen, to bring a message relevant to the the prophetic time that we are living in. We are living in the last of the last days, according to the Word of God. And, and I want to talk to you today about following the triumphant Christ, following the triumphant Christ. And to those of you that are part of our physical congregation right here in Tampa, Florida, that are on vacation. <laughs> oh, I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful time. We've enjoyed looking at some of the photos that you've sent us on Facebook, and we just enjoy uh, <laughs> watching you have a good time, amen, <laughs> and wishing we were right there with you, amen. But our time will come that we can be free to go and do some of these things. But right now, to all of you that have gathered around the Word of God with us for this Sunday morning sermon, Sunday Morning Alive, we want to talk to you about following the triumphant Christ. And if you will turn with me in Scripture to 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. Listen to it carefully. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ, and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Praise God. Now listen, I want to talk to you about victory because triumphing is celebrating a victory that is already won. The actual word in the English, it's a verb. It means, it means to be victorious or successful, to rejoice over a success or victory, to exult. <laughs> Hallelujah. To receive honors upon return from a victory in ancient Rome used of a general. <laughs> Paul had in mind, therefore, the Roman triumph. The picture is the triumphal entry of a military Hebrew, hero rather, into the city of Rome. In a triumph procession, the victorious generals marched in a certain order through the streets of Rome to the capital. First, came the city magistrates, state officials, followed by the Roman Senate, and then the trumpeters. These were followed by soldiers who carried their spoils from the conquered land. Next pictures, the models of conquered citadels and ships were carried along in the parade. The white bull for the sacrifice followed, and then the captive rulers, their leaders, and captured generals in chains who would be executed before the day was over at the sacrifice. Following them came the musicians and priests swinging their censures with a sweet-smelling incense burning unto them. It's customary for the triumphal procession to be accompanied by the release of sweet odors from the burning spices in the streets, says Philip Hughes, Bible scholar. 
To the conquered victims, the incense had the stench of death lingering all about them. To the victorious army, the fragrance had the sweet aroma of victory. Finally, the conquering general rode in a chariot drawn by four white horses. His family and his army followed, wearing their decorations, shouting, Low triumph! Low triumph! Listen, Jesus Christ, my friend, is the universal conqueror marching in triumph down through the corridors of time, throughout the conquered world. He is in the lead, and we, His chosen warriors, march behind Him, enjoying the benefits of His conquest. To those who march along in the procession of Christ are emitting everywhere about them the sweet fragrance of the knowledge of Him. So the Apostle Paul here pictures Christ at the head of the victory procession, and we are following him in triumphant celebration. You know, I've often said, we don't go out enabled because of God's impenetrable armor as Christian warriors to see if we can get the victory. We go out to celebrate a victory that is already won. And that's how we get the victory, because we know that we have already uh, seen the enemy put under Christ's feet, and we are the body of Christ and his members in particular. In a very practical way. Amen. His victory, therefore, is our victory because He is King of kings and He is Lord of lords. And when we deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow Him, we don't just follow uh, all of His virtues of holiness. We follow His victory over the enemy. Praise God. Christ has conquered the devil and He leads us in the victory procession. His victory is our victory. Listen to Colossians two fourteen and 15. It says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, speaking of Jesus, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Hallelujah. And that it here is the cross where he paid the sin debt for you and for me, dear Christian friend today. The New International Version would say it this way, and I don't quote all of the New International, but this is good. It says, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and and that stood opposed to us, he took it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Hallelujah. Listen, Satan has been defeated at the cross, and he well knows it. The seed of the woman bruised the serpent's head, at the cross, and our enemy, the accuser of the brethren, is destroyed, rendered powerless over us. Death is defeated, so, and it has absolutely no claim on you and no claim on me. Praise God. You know what the Apostle Paul, he said, death, 
Where's your sting and grave? Where's your victory? Death is swallowed up in victory. Hallelujah. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for you know your labor is not in vain in the Lord. This is a time not to be sheepish and timid. This is time to be triumphant and strong. This is the time to shout, Lo, triumph! Lo, triumph! Hallelujah! Because Jesus is leading us in triumph. Hallelujah! Listen, to Hebrews chapter 2, once again in verse 14 and 15. For as much as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he himself likewise took part in the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. I love the Amplified here. It said, Since therefore these his children share in flesh and blood, in the physical nature of human beings, he himself, in a similar manner, partook of the same nature, that by going through death he might bring to naught and make of no effect him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. Verse 15, And also that he might deliver and completely set free all those who through the haunting fear of death were held in bondage throughout the whole course of their lives. Now I want to go on record and say it. I don't want to die before my time. I don't want to leave my family before God has prepared everything and everything is in place. I don't want the devil to take me out, (laughs) but I'm ready for God to take me up. (laughs) If you know what I'm saying today, I don't have a death wish, but I'm going to tell you, death has no claim on me, and death has no claim on you. Our victory, you see, is his victory. He leads, and we follow. He he triumphed, and we follow him in triumph. He conquers for us, and we take courage and stand strong. Praise God. Amen. Because he conquered death, he conquered the devil who had the power of death. (laughs) Amen. And because he conquered the devil, we have power and authority over him. There's a correlation between spiritual death and physical death. The fact that physical death is defeated proves that sin's power and Satan's power over us is broken. When Christ comes, we will rise to meet him. Not even the grave is going to hold us back. Hallelujah. Listen, we need to sing more and sigh less. Our God has conquered and overcome and we follow him because his victory is now our victory in Jesus Christ today. Hallelujah. I want to say that again. I don't, do you have on your shouting shoes? It's one of my sayings. Are there parts of this message or any message in the word that makes you want to shout low triumph? Hallelujah. Do you want to shout to see the walls fall down? Now, those walls that look so foreboding and impenetrable and impregnable. Amen. But when they shouted a victory shout, the walls fell down and God gave them Jericho. <laughs> Hallelujah. We need to sing more 
and Silas. Our God has conquered our enemy. Listen to Psalm 47 if you're ready to clap your hands and sing unto the Lord and to shout unto the Lord. Listen, oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with what? The voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is terrible. He's a great king over all the earth. He shall subdue the people under us, the nations under our feet. He shall choose our inheritance for us, the excellency of Jacob, whom he loved, Selah. God is going up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises. I'm not, I'm not saying that over and over. This is in the psalm. This is being reiterated. We ought to sing more and sigh less. Can I get an amen from this congregation today? You know what sighing is all about. It's the poor old me's. It's the complaining. It's the mully grubbing. It's just, it's just, oh, Lord, why this? And why do you allow that? And, and when are you going to come and get us? I can't take this. And we need to sing more. <laughs> and silence. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me read verse 6 again. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises unto our King. Sing praises. Hallelujah. For the, for God is the King of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. Underscore that understanding. Sing praises with the understanding that we're not waiting to see if we can win the victory and then praise God. We are celebrating a victory that He has already won in our behalf. And because He overcame, <laughs> hallelujah. What did Jesus teach in the New Testament? He said, in this world, and I usually ask, in case there's any aliens present, is there anyone here that is not in this world? Right here, right now, this fallen world, in this fallen world, in this world, you shall have tribulation. Thelpsis is the Greek word, pressure and anguish. But be of good cheer. I have over." Come the world. Praise God. Literally in the Amplified, it said, I have overcome. I have taken away its power to harm you. Glory to God. Why? Because his victory is our victory. Hallelujah. Sing praises with the understanding that when Jesus conquered death, he conquered it not just for himself, but for me and for you and for all those that would repent of their sin and put their faith in him. Hallelujah. Listen to verse 8. It's the sovereignty of God here. It's the, it's the absolute authority of God. God reigneth over the heathen. God sitteth upon the throne of his holiness. The princes of the people are gathered together, even the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, if we follow Christ in triumph, we should praise God for victory before the fight begins. 
Because he cannot be defeated, we cannot lose if we follow him in triumph. Psalm 106, 47 and 48 says, Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the heathen to give thanks unto thy holy name. Here, listen, and to triumph in thy praise. Hallelujah. We need to sing more. And silist. I want to say it again. We need to sing more and silist. If you are one of those, oh Lord, you know, we get up in the morning and we say, good Lord morning, <laughs> instead of good morning, Lord. Hallelujah. We need to sing more in silence. Let me read it again. Psalm 106, 47. Save us, O Lord our God. Gather us from among the heathen to give thanks unto thy holy name and to triumph in thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. And let all the people say, Amen. Praise ye the Lord. All right. We're part of the all the people today, aren't we? I want to count to three, and I want you to say, Amen, praise ye the Lord. <laughs> what are you amening? The Lord God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. He is God, Lord over all the earth. Praise God. And we triumph in Him and in His praise with understanding of our victory. Praise God. Listen. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. And let all the people say, one, two, three, say it with me. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Some sighing saint today is going to become a singing saint. And we're going to see as we sing his praises that he indeed inhabits the praises of his people. We're going to see victory instead of defeat. Hallelujah. You, you've heard of the ecstasy of victory, the agony of defeat. Well, God wants to turn the agony of your seeming defeat into the ecstasy of victory. I, I challenge you today to triumph in his praise. I challenge you today to praise him in the midst of your circumstance that may be negative and cause you to question God's faithfulness and, and wonder what in the world is God up to or where in the world God is is. Well, I'm telling you where he is. He's sitting upon his throne and he's right there with you in that crucible of testing today. And I challenge you to sing his praise instead of continue to sigh about your circumstance. God can turn this around just like that. You know, the Bible said and that in, in, in Hebrews chapter 10, I think it's beginning with verse 32, talking about uh, the all of the persecutions that, that we are under as Christians. And it says, but you have need of patience that you might, that, that you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, that you might receive the promise. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For he that shall come will come, and he will not tarry. See, in God's timing, he's going to take you through that trial. He's going to take you out of that crucible, that 
fiery furnace of testing without even the smell of smoke. Make no mistake about it. This is not about the coming of Christ to take you out of this world. This is about the coming of Christ to give you victory while living right here in this world. Hallelujah. Listen, because of Christ's victory, heaven will be our home. When Jesus returns in triumph, we will return with him. Amen. Revelation nineteen six through 8 says, And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent, all-powerful, you see, reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and to give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife has made herself ready and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen clean and white for fine linen is the righteousness of the saints listen to revelation 19 continuing with verse 11 and i saw heaven opened And behold, a white horse, and he that sat on was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed in a vesture, dripped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. Listen to this. Remember fine linen in verse 8 is the righteousness of the saints. The bride has now become the wife. The marriage has taken place. And the armies which are in heaven followed him on white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. This is not just the holy armies of heavenly celestial angels. This is when we, as his children, follow him in triumph. We go up with him and we come back with him to rule and reign with him. Praise God. Amen. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. You see, we follow Christ. He leads us in triumph. We bow to no other. We bow to no other. We follow our leader. Every victory, therefore, is God-given. The more of his lordship, the more of his leadership, the more of his leadership, the more of his victory and triumph. Hallelujah. Friend, if you're a true follower of Jesus Christ today, you overcome by celebrating a victory that is already won. Let me explain that just a little bit. Scripture says in Ephesians 6, beginning with verse 10, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but powers, principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places, and the rulers of the darkness of this world. Therefore, take you the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand in the evil day, and it lists all of every piece and every part that is available to you and me, that we might follow Christ in triumph. We put on God's holy armor. And then it says, having done all, stand. 
having done all. That's not about what we do in order to overcome. It's the understanding of our victory being already won in Christ, that we stand in that victory not seeing if we can overcome, but declaring that we have overcome in Christ, and therefore we will overcome every other opposing force, regardless of the devil, all his minions, and all the people that he can instigate and use against us in this world, we have the victory. We're not just trying to get the victory. We are not victims down here. The devil would like you to see yourself as a victim of whatever he's doing. You are not a victim. You are a victor through Jesus Christ. Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, following Christ doesn't just mean taking all the hits from the devil. It means walking in his victory. It doesn't mean just saying, well, you know, I'm being persecuted. I'm being put down, but it's all part of of the sacrifice I'm making to follow Christ. Following Jesus Christ does involve sacrifice. We will be persecuted. The enemy will come against us, but we will overcome because he overcame. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Old Testament said, who is this that cometh from Basra with his, with his, with his garments dipped in blood? You see this in Revelation 19. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the Word of God and the armies which were in heaven followed him. Amen. In chapter 4 of the book of Revelation, John said, I heard a voice sounded like a trumpet blast. And it said, come up here. And from the moment of chapter 4 of Revelation till this verse, these verses in 19, everything John is seeing is not from the earth, but from heaven's perspective, looking down at the events transpiring on the earth until verse 19. And then we see Christ returning in great victory. <laughs> a name, he's by the way on a white horse with a name written on his thigh, King of Kings and Lord of Lords and the armies of heaven followed him and they were clothed with with on white horses which symbolic of victory they were clothed in fine linen white and clean verse 8 says of the bride as we're in still in context of revelation 19 and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen clean and white for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints we go up in the rapture we come back in the triumphant victory when he comes to rule and to reign and if we suffer with him the persecution and the and all of the tests that are going to come we shall also reign with him because whatever the devil throws at us he has faced and overcome in our behalf and we follow him in victory that's why the bible said in this world you shall have tribulation but cheer up be of good cheer we need to, oh, friend of mine, it's time to cheer up. It's time to look up. The Bible said of the last day events, and they're very negative. When you see these things begin to come to pass, lift up your head, 
for your redemption is drawing nigh. You've already been redeemed from the curse of the law. You've already been redeemed from the accusations of the enemy. Your sins have been forgiven and remitted, obliterated. Hallelujah. And the victory of Jesus is granted to you and me as followers of Jesus Christ. Oh, friend of mine, I'm glad I'm following the victor today. And therefore, I'm not a victim. Glory be to God. I am a victor through Jesus. I used to say it to our congregation. I'm going to say it to this this congregation as well as ours today that is listening to this Sunday morning alive broadcast. Victory is my business and victory is good today. Hallelujah. In spite of everything, there is victory in Jesus. And we are not victims. We are victors. And we're more than conquerors through him that loved us because he has overcome. We overcome. Having done all would be rendered this way in context of Ephesians 6. Having done all stand. And it's in the, in the sense of the past tense. Having overcome all. Having overcome all. We stand in the victory that has already been won. And that's why we win again and again and again. And ultimately, we win the ultimate victory. And that is returning with Christ to rule and to reign with Him forever and forever. Age without end. All Christian brother and sister today, this is a time to rejoice in the Lord. Amen. We are being prepared for the marriage supper of the Lamb, for the soon coming of Jesus. We are also being prepared to rule and to reign with Him. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and make manifest the Savior of His knowledge by us in every place. Hallelujah. Amen. Friend, if you don't know Jesus today, there's nothing to look forward to. There's no one to look to. We are helpless and therefore hopeless without the promise of forgiveness of sin. The promise to never leave us, never forsake us. The promise to come for us. And even the grave won't be able to hold us back. The promise that we will overcome and we will share His victory and share His triumph. That's why the trumpet is going to sound and Jesus is going to descend and take us to heaven and we're going to ascend with Him. This is the celebration that you can be part of if you repent of your sin and receive Jesus today as your Savior. You don't have to overcome that habit. Receive Jesus and He will give you that victory. As you renounce and repent of your sin, that chain is going to break. That prison door is going to come open for whom the Son sets free is free indeed. 
And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And if you receive Christ today, repenting of your sin, the Spirit of the Lord will come within you. (laughs) Hallelujah. And the power that created the universe will bust you out of Satan's prison and keep you safe in Jesus' name.